All right, let's move on to uh, Zion Williamson, who is expected to be the number one pick in the NBA draft, and it looks like he is going to New Orleans. They won the NBA draft lottery earlier this week. The draft is coming up into June, but a lot of people think that Zion has made a huge, huge mistake, which means he has left millions of dollars on the table. And let's bring in marketing guru Mark Gordon to discuss further. He joins us here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Mark, good afternoon. How are you on this Friday? Good afternoon, Jeff. Well, Patrick booked me as well, so yeah. we're in this together. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> as long as we're together, we're going to be all right, my friend. Uh, let's talk, first of all, about Zion going to New Orleans. This is obviously not uh, New York. It is uh, not L.A. How much does that hurt, do you think, his marketing, his market, marketability, sorry, going to a smaller market like uh, New Orleans? Well, word in the hood is that he's missed out on some big bucks from uh, a number of companies, such as you know Nike, Reebok, maybe some car companies as well, because he is going to a smaller market. Uh, you know, having said that, though, you know it, it could be argued fairly that he should have signed a deal while he was still with Duke University, where he really had that that national presence and a lot of attention and thing. You know, the you got to strike while the iron is hot kind of thing. But on the flip side to that, even though he may end up in a smaller market. The way things are now with you know, social media and media in general and sort of that celebrity status, which he's probably going to get to, an, uh, to a great extent, you know, if he signs with Adidas or Nike uh, or, or any other company, he's still going to get a fair amount of coverage from coast to coast. And you know, think of any other, like Steph Curry or LeBron James. There's kids still running out from all over North America who are purchasing their products. So will it make a huge difference? It may make some difference, but the fact is he's still going to be making a lot of money from endorsements. Well, you know, this is the thing, because a lot of marketing gurus, uh, such as yourself, uh, believe that perhaps he's left millions on the table because he did not sign a deal with Nike or Adidas or uh, another company before he found out where he was going. And because he's now going to this smaller market, these shoe companies are going to say, well, listen, if you're in New York, uh, we could probably up this deal by several million. True, but here's something to keep in mind is that it's also about owning real estate. And think about it. If you're Nike and, you know, you've got this guy, this superstar in the making here, are you going to just turn away and let perhaps Reebok or Adidas sign him? No, of course not. So you may still get somewhat of a bidding war. And you have to keep in mind, too, he may not sign a long-term contract to stay in New Orleans. He might be there for, you know, two or three years and then move on. But if you get a a sneaker company coming in and signing a 10-year deal with him, you know, it could work out well for both the sneaker company and Zion as well. Yeah, okay, so they're looking maybe a little more uh, long-term. Is there any clue as to which way he's going to go? Because there's this huge guessing game uh, right now, and a lot of people point to uh, the blown-out shoe, of course, in the NCAA, and uh, maybe he has got uh, some mixed feelings about Nike because of that. He's been pictured on his Instagram and head-to-toe Adidas. He's been at other events in Under Armour. Do we have any idea what company, which company he's going to sign with? I don't know if he's going to have any loyalty at this point. Like you said, he's been pictured in in both Nike, Under Armour, and Adidas. It'll be interesting to see what influences his decision, whether it's an emotional thing, whether he truly has an affection for a specific company, or really whether it comes down to dollars and cents. I mean, from the look of it, he doesn't seem to have a a company that he's loyalty to. And uh, I know that Nike treated him really well after that. A uh, shoe of theirs kind of fell apart. They they flew right over to, to make sure he was okay and to find out what the problem was and then went and made him a custom pair of shoes. 
So they are really trying to uh, to win him over. Yeah, I can just imagine those Nike level. executives watching that watching that NCAA uh, game, uh, and there's like code red, code red. We got the <laughs> all hands on deck. We need to fix this immediately. Absolutely, it's a PR nightmare for there ever was. Yeah. All right. Speaking of athletes and marketability, do you think I want to switch gears here from the NBA over to the NHL? We know that contract talks and negotiations are going on between the Maple Leafs and Mitch Marner. Uh, the Leafs, it's no secret, they're up against it when it comes to the salary cap. They can only pay so much in salary. Do you think, uh, would it be smart bargaining on their behalf? Do you think that they're talking to Mitch Marner and his agent and saying, uh, listen, part of uh, the intangibles, if you will, of being a Maple Leaf is that you're from the area, you're beloved, and your marketability, the value is no greater than it is right here in Toronto. It really comes down to that emotional aspect, almost like you touched on earlier with uh, Zahn Williamson. If Mitch Marner has a, an emotional attachment to the team, to the city, to the other players, um, he's quite close with a number of other players as well, that might be an incentive enough. And many teams have done very well getting players to, to lower their salary demands uh, because they want to be a part of something bigger. They want to win. And we've seen other athletes um, you know, allow their, their um, income to drop or to be paid less so that the team can use some of that money towards getting other players. So, you know, he seems like that kind of guy, doesn't he? He seems like a pretty grounded kind of guy who, who wants to win more than he wants to, to stuff his bank account. So, we'll Yeah, I'm just wondering if that intangible, uh, if that's put there directly on the table when they sit down, does Kyle, Kyle Dubas, the Leafs GM, say, uh, listen, you know, we got a bit of a money crunch, and there's been all this talk that uh, he should make as much, if not more, than Tavares or uh, Matthews. Listen, I can only pay X amount in salary, but we're giving you the best chance to win here, and as well, you're going to make plus, 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 playing in this hockey hotbed where you're beloved and where you're from that uh, obviously, you know, his marketability is exponentially bigger here in Toronto than if he were to sign a deal with, uh, I don't know, uh, Columbus. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they say in any part of negotiating, the first thing you want to do is find out whether the other party's really into it at all. You know, if they're, if they're have a, a sort of a, an emotionally vested interest in seeing this deal through. If, if they start with that, if they're on board, if they've drunk the Kool-Aid, so to speak, then it's always easier to move forward. A lot of athletes, they, they come from that position. They, they say, you know what, I like this city, I like this team, I want to stay over the years. We've seen that with Maple Leafs and Blue Jays as well. Players who've said, I want to end my career here and I'll do whatever it takes to make that happen. And Mitch Marner ideally will, um, will kind of you know, move in that direction. The people of Toronto, I'm sure, want to see that happen. And uh, we'll just have to see. All right. Here with the marketing guru, Mark Gordon. Mark, before we let you go, I want to get your quick take on young Ralphie Wapplington. Now, people are asking, who is that? He's only two years old, but he has bought his parents a Porsche. How has he done that, you ask? Well, he's a social media influencer. He's got, again, at only two years old, 20,000 followers. And he and his family have just signed a deal with uh, Porsche. What do you make of this, uh, the youngest social media influencer? Well, I think we have to look at it from a bigger picture. And, and when you're two years old, I think it's fair to say that, well, he might be 
a social media star? Is he the influencer, or is it really his parents leveraging him as an influencer? And if you're going to go in that direction, all of a sudden the word exploitation starts to come into play. Uh, these are two parents who basically been uh, documenting their kid from around uh, the age of seven days on Instagram. Everything he does and says and moves and everywhere he goes, it appears on Instagram. And he's gotten a huge following watching this little guy just kind of grow up to now the age of two, and he's had all these companies lining up now to give them clothing and, and products and, and strollers and everything, and it's moved up to the point now where his parents have been loaned vehicles. So they're now um, doing reviews of vehicles, and one of those is a Porsche, and they've also, uh, they haven't been given a Porsche, by the way, they've been loaned a Porsche, and they've also been loaned a BMW SUV where they are rating these vehicles and doing reviews on them. But uh, they've also made a ton of cash as well. And uh, <laughs> I feel bad for the kid, to be honest with you. I think he's still a little too young to, to really grasp what's going on. But, you know, what goes on the Internet stays on the Internet, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, what's this kid going to be like in a few years when he's not that marketable anymore? He's not that cute. His parents have already talked about having a second kid because he's not the little toddler anymore. Yeah, he's I mean. being replaced at the age of two. <laughs> This is fraud with problems, uh, without a doubt. Uh, Mark, listen, really appreciate the time with us on this Friday. Enjoy your May 2-4 weekend, my friend. You too. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. All right. There goes marketing guru Mark Gordon. You can find him at Mark with a C, markgordon.ca.